What's up everyone? This is Jeremy John, one half of the Sports Reality Team. Just wanted to remind you that you can now listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. On any of those platforms, just search the Sports Reality. Hit the subscribe button and now you'll be up to date on all of our content. Thank you for tuning into this episode and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sports Reality, the 16th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, and I'm here to bring to you all things sports. Here with my co-host, Matthew White. Matthew, how is everything going with you? Yeah, everything's pretty good. How are you doing, Jeremy? Doing well, doing well, man. How was the weekend? Oh, the weekend was very, very good. I had a good weekend. Got to take some pictures again with one of my friends. And with a couple of my friends, actually, that was pretty dope. And then on, that was Saturday. And on Sunday, dang, must not have been that good. I don't don't remember. Very <laughs> normal Sunday. A very normal Easter Sunday, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. My Easter Sunday was a debacle because I forgot it was Easter Sunday. <laughs> I had big moves to make. Every place I went to was closed, of course. And yeah, no, that was just kind of a blow. But I cooked a little bit, so that was fun. Yo, that is funny. Um What did I do this weekend? Um Oh, I did go by the family for Easter Sunday. We did have uh some some West Indian food. Hey, uh my uh my cousins, uh shout out to uh Island Boys Catering. They um they made a fish broth, but they made it outside. You know the fire pit that's in my parents' backyard. Yeah, they made it on that. Yeah, they did it outside on the fire pit. Um, came out pretty good. Of course, had other things, you know, like bakes, uh, corned beef, plantains, um, saltfish. Um, so we had a lot of stuff there. Um, and then Monday night, you and I went and watched a college basketball game. Um, wasn't exciting uh but we'll talk about that in our next segment <laughs> um but we have a lot to get into let's uh there's some nfl news that broke just about an hour ago we will talk about that in the nba talk about the mvp race kevin durant the pro basketball hall of fame induction and then, of course, we have our champ and chump of the week and our Reddit top of the week. Every week we go on to Reddit. We find interesting discussions or articles. We bring it to the show and we discuss it here. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Before we move on, just want to give a couple of shout outs. Shout out to the Hand Down Man Down podcast. Shout out to... Uh, other side of sports aka black sports or blk sports 980 um there was another person that i said i was going to shout out and now i'm having a blank oh curls and sports um she is a uh 
she uh she she's a journalist within the new york sports uh um media market so um shout out to her she follows the page um of course shout out to our regular uh listeners to the podcast of course my boy Kimo, who's out hey. in okinawa and everyone, shout else, out to him. everyone else out there um Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can go on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Just type the Sports Reality Podcast within the search bar, and you can subscribe to us, and you'll be up to date on all of our content. All right, let's get this show starting. Started uh, tomorrow. The Masters starts at Augusta. Yeah. Tiger Woods. They're saying he is looking good. Fred Couples <laughs> practiced with him, and I think it was uh I think it was Roy McEl- um McElroy. Um, but Fred Couples said he def- he practiced with Tiger Woods, and he said Tiger Woods is looking really good. He said Tiger Woods has a good shot at winning this Masters tournament. Yo, how bananas would the sports world go if Tiger Woods wins this Masters? <clears throat> uh, it would be pretty crazy. Like, well, how long has it been since he last won? 2008 U.S. Open. Uh, dang, a decade. That would be crazy. It would be really like this. They would be talking about it on ESPN for eight whole days. Yeah, and honestly, if he wins this Masters this this weekend i feel like the confidence level is just gonna go up and homeboy is just gonna like probably win another major this year probably even two more and it's over like the competition is it's over (laughs) like tiger woods is about to dominate for like another two three years if he wins this major of course if he doesn't win this major you still have the u.s open you still have the open champion and the um what is the fourth major? Is it the PGA? Um, yes. So, I mean, but if Tyre Woods wins this Masters, my goodness, he is on the fast track to like breaking um, Jack uh, Jack Nicholas's uh, record of eighteen total majors. How many does he need to break? How, how many does he need to beat it, Jeremy? He needs four to tie, five to break. That just seems like so many for somebody who has not won in a decade. It is a lot, but I think we've been saying it for years on my uh, the previous radio show that we had and just in private talks that we thought Tiger Woods was dealing with a lot of mental issues uh, when it came to golf. And I think if he can win, he can definitely clear that mental hurdle. And then from then on, I mean, it's over. Think about it. He won 14 from 98 to 2008. In the decade, yeah. Yeah, he won 14. I mean, and, it, it, look, it's just weird that hot, that uh, golf players can have, like, these crazy long careers because it's, like, the only sport you can really do that in. Like, they can be dominant for, like, different decades. You know what I'm saying? That would yeah. be crazy. If Tiger Woods does it, that would be, like, a sight to see. Yeah, that is that would be phenomenal um major league baseball started this uh past week have you watched major league baseball game not one game yet 
I am not going to lie. I have not watched a game yet. I watched probably um, not a listen to some people talk about a game, though. I watched probably 10 minutes of the Dodgers Giants game on Sunday night because it was on ESPN Mm. and I was writing a paper. So it was kind of background noise while I was writing the paper. Um, But it has been very interesting from those who have told me that they've watched. So that is a good thing. Um, Bryce Harper's out here balling for the Nationals. Nationals have a four and one record so far. The home opener for the Nationals will be tomorrow. I was trying to go, but I don't think I would have the time. Um, Plus, uh, my wife wanted to go, so I was like, yeah, I can't go by myself uh, yet. Gotta go. Gotta go with her first before I go by myself to go watch a game. Um, But uh, to start out the season, Giancarlo Stanton for the Yankees had two home runs in his debut with the Yankees. And then yesterday, Didi Gregorius in the home opener for the Yankees had two home runs. Yankees uh, looking pretty good. Also, the Houston Astros unveiled their championship banner. And did you see what happened when they did? No, what happened? It's like it got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) So they they couldn't really unveil it properly. But hey, the Houston Astros are still one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, Let's move on to college basketball and talk about the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Well, let's start off with the women's because the women's was actually more exciting. Oh, the Uh, ending to the women's game was crazy. Notre Dame. Oh, that was a good game. Notre Dame women, they upset the uh, UConn Huskies. The famous, the undefeated Yukon Huskies defeat uh, um, upset them with a buzzer beater. This is the second year in a row where Yukon has gone undefeated and then lost in the final four game. And, you know, there were actually some people who were kind of like, yo, is time up for Gina Oriema? You know, that question actually Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I saw a couple articles from like reputable sources that were kind of like, yo, is it time? It was like, yo, he can't win the big game. Yo, like, get like, out of here. Like he hasn't won like 10 already. <laughs> but, that's, that's crazy. but yeah, um, they lost uh, to a buzzer beater again in the final four game. And then Notre Dame went on and won with a buzzer beater against mississippi state um that those two games were by far more exciting than a lot of the later rounds of the men's basketball tournament um games went back and forth they were hard fought um they were played well strategically well um great fundamentals and yet very entertaining. I feel like a lot of the later rounds in the men's basketball tournament was sloppy play, lopsided victories outside of the Duke Kansas Elite Eight game. Um, and especially once it got to the final four, 
when it comes to the men's side, you had Loyola Chicago, who went up big. Then Michigan stormed back, took the lead. Loyola uh, came back, took a lead again, but it was, you could tell that their energy was just zapped. And you could just tell that the more talented team, Michigan, uh, they just took over in the Final Four game and moved on to the national title game. When it came to the other Final Four game, you had Villanova just, just dominate Kansas. Villanova treated Kansas as if Kansas was like some mid-major like it was it wasn't even close i think they had like 13 threes in like the first half or something crazy like that um and they were on fire so they moved on to the national title game we watched the national title game and um we went to a venue that we would frequent but we haven't been to in a long time i think the last time you and i went there was like last year it's definitely um, been a while to watch like a basketball game an nba playoff game so it was last year um usually on a monday night even with big games like the national title game we've been there for a national title game and it's been empty uh, that place, and I am about to, um, actually, are you about to kill them, Jeremy? Actually, not going to say the name of the venue and you'll understand why later in the podcast, why, why I did not state the name of the venue. Um, but we went there and it was only one bartender, one waiter for the entire place. And the place actually was jam packed and man so we get there of course we find a decent table all right the tvs are on the audio's on but the game itself was very boring am i over exaggerating when i say that no the game sucked the game was <laughs> what um like definitely could have skipped seeing that game we could have went anywhere just ha- ate, had food missed the whole game and it would have been fun this was Villa- not a it was too it was too much Villanova. They were just way too good of a team. Villanova wins 79-62 over Michigan. Villanova ended the season with 36 total victories. Villanova has not been an underdog for the last two and a half seasons. They've also haven't lost back-to-back games in like three seasons. It's ridiculous. Um and here's one thing. We mentioned the game wasn't exciting. However, at the same time, Villanova was very dominant. Like, I mean, that's cool to see like, greatness, but like, you want a good game sometimes. So that's what look. That's kind of why people don't really like the Warriors that much sometimes. I, I feel like they're not as popular as they should be just because they, you know, because they just be dominating, blowing people out. What? <laughs> Look, a lot of people feel like when you say a game is boring that you're saying dominance is boring. No, dominance isn't boring. You can have dominant teams and dominant dynasties and still have exciting, compelling games. And I feel like this game was not compelling. At one point, Villanova was up by like 20 plus points late into the second half, you know, Michigan just got it kind of. I mean, they still lost by 17 points. Yeah. 
it still lost by 70 points, like, 17 they, points. They were dominated. For the Wildcats, uh, their leading scorer was Dante DiVincenzo, who was the backup point guard for the Wildcats. Had 31 points in 37 minutes off the bench. 31 points, five rebounds, three assists, and had a phenomenal block against one of the, I guess you could say one of one of Michigan's forwards. Went straight up, just blocked it. When we saw that was probably the game play the game, was it? It was very exciting. Like that was, you know. That 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 shows you how like dominance can still be exciting. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Like there was an electric play made by a team that was up double digits the entire time. And it, like, you know. But yeah, no, nah, he was having a crazy game. And like that's 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 the cool part of college basketball. Like it's never it's not never who you expect, but sometimes it's the backup point guard coming off the bench and having a crazy game. And the reason why he had to come off the bench so quickly, he played 37 of the 40 minutes. Played a very long time. Uh, the reason for that is because best player in the country, Jalen Brunson, was in foul trouble throughout the game. Um, almost fouled out and didn't really play like the last because DiVincenzo was playing so well. He barely played the last 10 minutes of the game. He sat out for a while, but DiVincenzo caught on fire again in the second half and they played well my uh mikhail bridges 19 points um also and omari spellman with eight points 11 rebounds when it comes to michigan uh mo wagner and let me let me admit something to every single person that's listening to this podcast when you have a busy schedule like we do or when there's just so many games going on and you might not know this, but a lot of people within the sports media industry do not watch every game. The reason why they can talk about games is because they do a lot of reading. And that's something that I do. Um, participating. I will read about a lot of games. I'll check out highlights. I'll read um, box scores, box scores, uh, blogs, columns, journals, things like that. Um, I did not watch a single Michigan game this season. So the whole time when they're talking about this guy, Mo Wagner, I thought he was black. <laughs> didn't realize he was a, a white guy. Didn't realize he was a European um, until the national title game. And I'm like, oh, this is the guy who was talking about. He's pretty good. He can definitely oh, no. play in the NBA. He's going he, to the league. He is pretty good. Great size. Um, decent a- athleticism, um, but he can shoot. Uh, he can also hit, uh, you know, the post shot uh, shots in the post. Um, you know, elbow extended, he can hit those shots. Um, and like I said, he's athletic enough to defend and be a threat on offense. Did not realize that he was a European guy. Because I did not watch a single Michigan game. Uh, Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman led the Wolverines with 23 total points. Um, but outside of his 23 and Wagner's 16, you want to hear the rest of the scoring? You had 10 points, 10 points from Xavier Simpson, 6 points from Charles Matthews, 3 points from uh, Jordan Poole, 2 points from John Tesk. 
two points from E.B. Watson. Um, Isaiah Livers, who played 20 minutes, had zero points. Xavier Simpson played 34 minutes, 10 points. Okay. But Charles Matthew, 33 minutes, six points. Duncan Robinson, 22 minutes, zero points. That is a big problem. Like the offense. You can't just, have people playing that that long and not scoring. <laughs> yes. And if you're not scoring, you can't let the other team score. Oh, no. You can lock down defense. They were not doing that. So that was the big issue with Michigan uh, Wolverines. Um, the Wildcats. We know Jalen Brunson's probably going to go to the NBA or more li- most likely. Um, he's projected to go in the first round. Um, Michael Bridges, another guy who's projected to possibly go in the first round. But now there's rumblings that DiVincenzo, his stock has risen. Um, but he's a young guy, underclassman. And Villanova got a top 10 recruit, which is something they typically do not get. Um, so they could do this again next year. Yeah, that was my question. Do you think they'll be able to do it again? Um, no, I don't think so. They they they're probably gonna lose more. Play- they're gonna lose a decent amount of players this year, right? It looks like for sure Brunson, for sure possibly Bridges, but a lot of those guys, none of them are seniors. I think Bridges is definitely about to be gone. Well, I don't I don't know if they lose if they lose three people, no. Like, there's no way that they'll, you know, recover from that. Not recover, but, like, there'll be a different team. Like, completely different team. But if they if if they were to lose, like, one one of those guys, maybe only two, they might be able to do it, especially with a good recruiting class. And that coach is, you know, that's – they have a very strong coach. Yes, definitely. Definitely agree with you on that one. Um, Duke, of course – probably going to be my favorite just because of the three recruits that they got of course they're freshmen but they're supposed to be the real deal you're getting duke is getting three of them coached by coach k um so of course they're going to be one of the favorites but villanova's up there um as a team that can bounce back kansas this is the thing with kansas even though they won the big 12 they are like a year ahead of schedule they can be right back into the final four like they actually were not supposed to get this far even though they're kansas a lot of people know the name they really weren't supposed to get this far and it's actually an accomplishment that they got to the final four so that those are three teams to watch out for next season um let's move on to our or actually let's go to the nfl talk about um some things that have happened in nfl jim mora the former head coach of UCLA had some interesting comments say <laughs> interesting comments about his former quarterback and projected first round draft pick Josh Rosen um, I'm going to get those comments real quick um, they weren't really uh <laughs> There weren't really some uplifting comments about. Oh, he was hating on my. He was Josh on Rosen. Dang, this is going to be amazing. Let me see if I can find the exact comments 
the exact quote I mean oh I can't seem to find it and I don't want to really waste time but pretty much he was asked who should be the who should be the number one draft pick by the Cleveland Browns and he said oh it should be USC's quarterback Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold is a hard worker uh, has that um, blue collar mentality and work ethic and he said Josh Rosen he's a millennial um, and you have to grab his attention to keep him focused and he thinks that a team like um, like the Browns probably won't be mentally stimulating for Josh Rosen. Yo, if you are Josh Rosen, Matt, mm-hmm. and your former court coach, head coach, said that the Crosstown Rivals quarterback should be the first overall pick or the first quarterback off the board how would you feel um i mean you definitely you definitely have to pull up on him like for sure yeah you gotta say something to him like that's you know that that's your coach like your coach not supposed to bury you like especially i don't know like that's kind of crazy you're cross town right man that's not look they got to do uh, their coach. He's got to do something. I would feel terrible. Like there's no no reason, especially like how how do they do in the like? Their I season, mean, though? was won, it like, decent? Probably eight or nine games made a bowl game. Josh Rosen didn't play in the bowl game because I think he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold stunk it up in one of the bowl games. Yeah, also. <laughs> Me, look. I think even if you don't believe that you got it, you can say nothing. You exactly, you just gotta phrase it in a way where like you're kind of complimenting both of them. He definitely did not compliment uh, his own quarterback, and it's it's sad because it could also be seen as the bitter coach because now um jim moore is no longer the head coach at ucla and i think really there were other issues at ucla like recruiting um that jim moore just did not handle well and it was not just josh rosen's play or josh rosen's attitude on the field i feel like josh rosen is being shamed into like coming from an affluent family or a well-to-do family i don't even think they're like People keep on saying they're affluent, but I'm I feel like they're just not like dirt poor. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with especially the NFL. It's almost like they just assume every player coming out is coming from some impoverished background, and that um if they get someone who is from a background of affluence or well to do ness. I just made up a word there. That, Look, you're making up a whole bunch of words on this podcast. <laughs> that um that they're not gonna be as focused on, on football. And I'm just like, are you serious? It, it's just really sad. I mean, we see it in other walks of life where just because you come from a decent family, you get shamed into it. Um, but 
I feel like that's what's happening with Josh Rosen and the fact that Josh Rosen Rosen is actually intelligent. That is, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's the quarterback. He's intelligent, and it's still like some. It's a negative against him, and I find it real interesting because Miles Jarrett, who was the first overall pick last year for the Browns, who was a defensive end, um, he was actually praised for his intelligence. He was actually praised for actually having a life off the football field and having goals of being a uh, paleontologist when he retires from the NFL. But Josh Rosen, just because he's someone who kind of who is smart, who asks questions, he is someone that asks why something you do something. I mean, he's a he's a millennial. That's that's what millennials do. I they mean, ask why um, is a good question to ask, especially when a lot of times w- the question that you're asking needs to be asked. <laughs> like a lot of things in the NFL are quite antiquated still. And you're kind of like, why we got to do it this way? Like, I think it could work this way if we try this way or, you know, things like that. So I feel like with Josh Rosen, I'm almost trying to like shame him because he's smart and he comes from a, a well-to-do family um yeah that's that's one thing i'm gonna give a plug another plug of course to um blk sports 980 you should definitely go listen to their podcast and hear what one of their hosts aaron childs had to say about josh rosen i am not going to say it here because I want you all to go over there and listen to the exact quote. He had an interesting perspective on why uh, Josh Rosen is being shamed for being intelligent. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, make sure you you go over to listen to those pod to listen to those guys in their podcast. Um, other NFL news, which broke about an hour ago, Robert Griffin III signed a one year contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, do you think no RG three? Whatever the question is, <laughs> you didn't no, even let me get the question no, out. No, what is it? What is it? Do you think RG3? Uh-huh. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me know. That question might is too easy. Let me make this uh, a better question. Do you think RG3 plays three games this season? Three? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, starts three games? Yes, yeah, starts just, three games. I think yes. I think think yes. One way or the other. That is not a good, uh, I guess, (laughs) that's not a good sign for You didn't think I was going to say yes? Man, look, the Ravens fans better hope RG3 start, because if if he's not starting, that means Joe Flacco starting. (laughs) That is not a, yo, Joe, yo, ever since that Super Bowl, look, we talked about this last week when when Hito Turkoglu used up all his juice to beat the Celtics and go to the finals that one time. We did. We Joe definitely. Flacco used up everything. Yep, <laughs> everything to get that had. to get Man, that what? contract and to that was all his that was all his footballness. Man, that's <laughs> but anyways. RG three signs a one year deal with the Ravens. I think. 
it's very interesting that last year Colin Kaepernick was not signed by the Ravens because they said scheme fit and now they signed RG3 a year later and RG3 is kind of like the poor man's Colin Kaepernick at the moment kinda yeah I guess so like Kaepernick's best season or RG3's best season is not better than Kaepernick's best season uh yeah I guess so so I kind of find it interesting and of course the Ravens they try to then say well it was because of the drama with the um, Kaepernick's girlfriend in the comments but the comments people always seem to forget this the comments that Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend made about the owner and Ray Lewis were made after the decision was made that Kaepernick would not be signed but a lot of people try to say it was before and that's why he didn't get signed no he didn't get signed because they said he didn't fit the scheme and then of course Kaepernick's girlfriend made the comments about the owner and Ray Lewis but I just kind of find it very interesting that they then sign RG3 who pretty much does what Kaepernick does so I just I I, it's just kind of interesting uh Brandon Cook's wide receiver was traded from the New England Patriots to the Rams for a the, the Patriots will receive a first round draft pick and a sixth round draft pick and um the Rams acquired of course Cooks and a fourth round draft pick the Rams are trying to go all in I mean they think they got it with their quarterback and their defense and and if it go ahead yeah they're they're definitely their window, their window has opened, and they're going to try to win the Super Bowl in the next couple of uh, years, I guess. Yeah, and they're trying to also probably win uh, before they have to pay Golf and Gurley. Yeah, exactly. They got so, them on those friendly rookie contracts, and they know they got a running back and a, and a quarterback locked in, so they're just trying to fill in the rest of the parts. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be very very interesting to see how they go. Um, Patriots. Word on the street is, according to Jason Locke and Fora of CBS Radio, I mean, CBS Sports, um, let me open this up. Uh, according to him, he reports the Patriots acquisition of the number 23rd overall pick for the Rams in exchange for Brandon Cooks was trying to trade up for a quarterback. They were trying to trade for a QB. Yep, they wanted to get a number one draft, a first round draft pick, because they want to draft the quarterback for the future. Man, that's kind of weird. They were just in the Super Bowl and they're trying to draft the quarterback for the future. Hey, they know Tom Brady can't play forever. Well, I think Belichick knows Tom Brady can't play forever. Tom Brady doesn't know that. No, Tom Brady about to play and, he's 60 years old. And Robert Kraft doesn't know that because they wouldn't have traded Jimmy Garoppolo away. Oh, l- trade Jimmy Garoppolo. He starts balling. Is he? He's the highest paid quarterback or has the biggest contract, but not like per year he's the highest paid? Um, He has the largest contract, but per year he's second by only like 
five hundred thousand to Kirk who's Cousins. number? Oh, it still hurts. <laughs> still, <laughs> still not trying to hear that though. I know it still bothers you. There's also another report uh, from NFL.com that um, Brady uh, wasn't against the pa- the Patriots trading uh, Brandon Cooks away, I mean, and then definitely been against it. And then there's another report from NFL.com that the acquisition of the picks. Oh, it signals the end for Odell Beckham Hunt, right? The acquisition of the picks that the Patriots, that was so redundant what I was about to say. The picks that the Patriots acquired, that is the proper good grammar that's why uh, we, we probably all need to go back to English class. The, the picks that the Patriots acquired can possibly be used to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. or Des Bryant. So they can make the you, you're saying the Patriots can trade them now or cannot trade them. The Patriots can. Uh, there's a report that the Patriots tried to acquire these picks so they can trade for Odell Beckham or Des Bryant. You know how, okay, one of those would be much better than the other, I think. Or no, I don't know. Des Bryant with Tom Brady might be really good because he would throw him those passes that he has to go jump and get. Exactly. Yeah, I don't and know. Like it would be good for both of them. Like I said, Des Bryant, his career is not over. It's not over. It's I not just hope- at all. He just needs... Something that look, Dak needs to throw an unsafe pass, or he's gonna have you know, learn how to run some routes. Well, he like we mentioned last week, he's he's training with the route guru Chad Ochocinco, legend. But um, also Alan Hearns is, or is it Alan Rob? Which one is it? I think it's Hearns. Hearns, <laughs> yeah. I think he, Robinson is, Robinson's in the Bears. He, yeah, one of them. One of them do. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> it's matter. My favorite team. Doesn't it's my, matter. This is my favorite team too. One of the Allen brothers from Jacksonville <laughs> um, is going to be on the other side of Des Bryant. So that should help. It would definitely help. But back to the original day, uh, Brandon Cooks with the Rams. Th- that's a, a pretty good trade. I think it's an even trade. Also, um, Pages will be getting Julian Edelman back. So. That's something that's, their guy. To look, that's like something him. to look forward to. There's still Rob Lang's uh Gronkowski, you know, he's leaning toward returning, but he hasn't really confirmed that he's returning. Um and the Patriots um are saying that they haven't received any trade discussion or trade talks, trade calls for Gronkowski yet. But Gronkowski was seriously thinking about retiring. Um, and reports say that the reason why he's return or he's leaning toward returning is simply because Brady's the quarterback. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see. Uh, let's move on to our champ and chump of the week. Starting with you, Matt, who is your champ of the week? Oh, uh, my champ of the week is Jalen Brown. Baby, want to chill. You know, the Celtics have 
even with all the turmoil that has been like the injury plague like this season that has happened to them with all the injuries with all everything like Jalen Brown has gotten better like this entire year and he just gave a lecture at what is it Harvard so you know that's pretty dope so he's definitely the champ this week my champ of the week goes to outfielder Bryce Harper of the Washington Nationals. Baby, want to chill. Four home runs in five games to start out the season. Also, zero strikeouts. That is the key. Extremely impressive. Zero strikeouts. Bryce Harper is my champ of the week. Matt, who is your chump of the week? Uh, got two two chumps this week. Norlands Noel and Thabo Cephalosha. Because you're a chump. They both got suspended for five games for violating the anti-drug program. And for one of the, or it's not going to matter for either one of these because these will just be regular season games. The Utah, Utah definitely needs Thabo for the playoffs. Norlands Noel, he kind of, Norlands Noel had a rough season and like he kind of turned down a contract at the beginning of the season and like, Hope to have a good year this year so he could be a free agent this year and that did not happen so like this is this is kind of unfortunate because he was just starting to get a little bit of that like end of the year we're trying to lose but we're not trying to say we're losing time uh-huh. off the bench and he's not even going to be able to have that now for five, the next five games yeah uh Fabo, he's still injured yeah. um but um any timetable on his return? Because they said I, the suspension will start when he's healthy. I mean, I don't think so. So it could possibly be he starts out next year with a five-game suspension. That would, that would be unfortunate, too. Yeah, very, very. Nerlens Noel, you mentioned the contract that he passed up on. I kind of understand why he passed up on it, because at the end of the day, it still is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, But... He might not get that contract again. It was a four-year, $70 million deal. Yeah, no, and that's not about to happen. This year, he did not play well. And part of it is the Mavericks weren't trying to win. They weren't trying to, like, I don't know. Like, they they de- they definitely did not do, like, him a service by not playing him. But you, exactly. like, you never know if that's, you know, him just not being engaged in practice or whatever or if it's like the set or if it's the um the mavericks trying to actively put their good players on the bench um my chump of the week and i actually have two chumps um one of them chumps number one and i say chumps number one is the um pro basketball hall of fame because you're a chump um you got the chump award the whoever votes on the hall of fame uh chris weber is not a hall of fame yet how sway take a few steps back to go you ain't got the answers man you ain't got the answers and this is the basketball hall of fame yes the pro basketball hall of fame which is funny it's the pro it's the naismith one is hard to get into what do you mean i thought one of them was like well the pro bet the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame is also the Naismith, and it's mm-hmm. pro basketball. However, I mean, they also do kind of take into consideration the college 
accomplishment your whole career snow. yeah like yeah, yeah. your entire career even though it's called the pro basketball hall of fame unlike you know football where it's the pro football hall of fame and they only put you in there for professional accomplishments yeah. um later in our nba segment i will give you more facts as to why chris weber should be in the hall of fame but whoever votes on this the, uh they are the chump of the week also, my other chump of the week goes to the restaurant that we went to Monday night. Oh, dang. Tommy Joe's. Because you're a chump. Dog, big L's for Tommy Joe's, dog. Look, 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 we frequented that restaurant a lot back in the day. Lately, we haven't been going there. Um, look, I understand. They only had two people on the wait staff. One waiter, well, actually, one waiter, one bartender. It was busy. I understand that. I'm not even tripping about the service because even though it was only one waiter, our food still relatively came quickly. Oh no, he was out there working. He was working, so it's not about him. It's not about the bartender who also helped. Um, it's about the menu. I ordered. Some- <laughs> <laughs> I ordered wings and I saw on the menu because uh, I mean I got a burger but I was still hungry and I was like yo let's get these wings and I was like yo even if I can't finish them like me and you will split them whatever and you know I saw the price it was $9 like okay when the wings came to the table Matt I want you to verify how many wings came now these aren't whole wings these are the wingettes either like the drum or the flat you get one you know one of those is considered one this ain't the drum flat and the tip that we're talking about how many of those did came of the order i believe it was six it was six and what was the question that i asked you i said i hope this is like the a special so that's why they're only giving you six like maybe it's like all right you're gonna pay like five dollars for this how much yeah. did I pay for those six wingettes? It's definitely nine dollars plus tax. Half wait. So automatically, yo, chumps of the week for that one. Like, are you serious? No, they're wild. Nine dollars for six wings? You telling me a winget is let, let's calculate that. You're telling me a winget is a one fifty? It's ridiculous. What did you say after when the bill came? Oh, I, like this? There's no way. Like this? Not, we're not coming back there. <laughs> we we got to make better decisions. Than that. <laughs> and the thing is, we weren't even supposed to go there. Oh no! Yeah, we're supposed, <laughs> man. What? We're that supposed to go to another better. restaurant, but they had an issue where they had to close early, so that's why we it's we terrible. ended up going there. But man, they are also my chump of the week. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. Talk about the pro basketball. Hall of Fame, uh, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, class of 2018. Headliners, Ray Allen, Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Um, They headline the um, inductees. Also, Mo Cheeks mm-hmm. played with the 76ers back in the 80s. Also, um, 
Lefty Drizel, head coach of Maryland, um, and also Georgia State, head coach of Maryland, um, when they were, you know, uh, a rising powerhouse in the 80s, also was the inventor of Midnight Madness. Did you know that? Did not know. Oh, I did not know that. I don't think. Yeah, he was the inventor that started the concept. Do you remember when Midnight Madness actually started at midnight? Yeah, I do. And like, was- literally, like, at 12 a.m., that's when, like, the show started. Now, I, I heard for, like, safety reasons and all of that because kids are trying to hear that, dog. Out. They're doing it on, like, at, like, 7 o'clock. And, you know, nah, it used to start at midnight. Should still start at midnight. Yeah. Uh, so he is the inventor, but also very, very good head coach. Um, made um, 13 NCAA uh, appearances. Also, um, he ranks 12th in uh, Division One coaches for all-time victories with 786 all-time victories. Um, made 13 NCAA tournaments and eight NITs when the NIT was actually a reputable tournament. So, Back yes. Uh huh. Uh, Grant Hill, uh, we mentioned. Um, when it comes to the what women, team is retiring his jersey. I don't know. The NBA, do you have to go in as like a with a specific team? I thought, or I guess I feel not. like that's the NFL. Guess not. Yeah. I think the NFL is the one where it's like, all right, which team are you going in as? Which you know, when you go in, which team? Well, let's say NBA, it doesn't matter. That's cool. I don't that's think nice. it does. For women's, uh, the women who did, uh, who will be inducted, uh, Katie Smith, who played in the WNBA, who was an NBA Finals MVP in 2008 and two-time champion with the Detroit Shock, and also Tina Thompson, who was on, a, who was a four-time champion for the Comet. Um, they were the first four champions of the season. I mean, of the of the of the uh, league, and a nine-time All Star. Um, also, um, Rob Thorne at Wenton as a contributor, um, longtime employee for the um, I think the NBA, and of course was on those um, worked with the Bulls um, for a while. Rick Welts. Uh, Orame Washington, who was a player who got in as the early African American pioneer. Um, Oramai Washington was born in 1898 and was arguably the best female athlete of her time, playing with the Germantown Hornets and the Philadelphia Tribune. She was part of 11 straight women's colored basketball championship team. That is something that we did not know that they actually had a women's league. Way back in the day, that's crazy. Yeah, did not know that at all. And not only a women's league, it was a women's black league, like it was like a women's Negro league. Uh, while serving as the team center, leading scorer, and coach in 18 years, her team <laughs> lost just six games. Get out of here, all to men's teams. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. That's crazy. Washington was also a world-class tennis player winning national singles titles in the All-Black American Tennis Association eight times. So when I hear people say that black people don't play tennis, that's false. I mean, we already have the Williams sisters, but this woman was doing it from the early 20th century. Way way Um, before them. 
Yes, her career was unfortunately limited by rules that prohibited her from competing against the top white white players, and she retired from the sport in the mid-1940s. Washington influenced future generations of female athletes, including Althea Gibson, the first person of color to win a Grand Slam. Hey, out here. And then from the International Committee, uh, Dino Raja, um, um, professional player from Croatia, and then the Veterans Committee, uh, Charlie Scott. Charlie Scott was a five-time All-Star during his career in the ABA and the NBA. Um, so, of course, I said that whoever votes on this, they are my chump of the week because uh, Chris Weber, who is in his sixth year of eligibility, has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame. The reason why I say that is because not necessarily anyone on this class in this class. This class, those guys are going to get in, even though I don't think Steve Nash should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Am I wilding for saying that? I mean, probably he got two MVPs, but one of those who should have definitely been Kobe's. Yeah, and one of them could have easily been Shaq's too. True. So it's like <laughs> I mean, but he was still balling those years. He's in the what is it? That crazy shooting club. Like, yeah, he has the, some crazy accolades. The 50-40-90. Yeah, 50-40-90. I think he's a, he's in it one time for sure, and he's like oh, multiple times actually. When we look, yeah. See, he, he he's like that's the crazy. Sh- that's the I can really shoot a basketball club. And I feel like everyone else in that club is going to be in the hall. Is like was a first ballot Hall of Famer also. But am you know not clear. Look, Grant Hill definitely um, should be in the Hall of Fame. First ballot. I guess it. I guess it's also because of uh, because of his college career that could be why he's in there also. But I mean, he had a lot of had a lot of injuries also but i mean he's there whatever mm-hmm. he's there my issue is that chris weber is not in there and a lot of people are gonna say oh well he didn't win any championships oh you know he's famous for calling a timeout when they didn't have a timeout in the national title game he's also famous for accepting money and and gifts while in college which vacated the final four appearances of the fab five Mm-hmm. But here, I'm gonna give you a reason why Chris Weber should definitely be there. Trace McGrady was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Do you think Trace McGrady is a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. Tracy McGrady had like four crazy years, right? Or like five crazy years. He was hurt a lot. Ah, man, that is a tough one. He had some cra- he didn't even have any crazy playoff runs. No. He <laughs> out the first round until no, he was on they, on the big early. He's also known for being up at what was it 3-0 or 3-1? Was it 3-0 or 2-0? It might have been 2-0 because back then I think they still did the the first round was the um best of 5 I think. So he was up 2-0 and lost to the Bucks. Or was it the Pistons? One of those central teams. 
he was a first ballot hall of famer now i look i understand the hall of fame is also accomplishments and fame and the, oh, no. he was <laughs> like, super i understand popular. that super popular you want to hear the stats the all-time stats for tracy mcgrady absolutely are they worse than <laughs> chris weber 19.6 points per game uh-huh now this is coming from someone who was a two-time scoring champion so that means when they weren't scoring high that they also weren't really scoring a lot either mm -hmm. like when you think about it 19.6 points 5.6 rebounds 4.4 assists shooting 43 percent from the field 33 from three-point land 75 75 from the free throw with a per of 22.1 So let's go to like. let's go let's go to Grand Hill just to I guess talk about Grand Hill. Um, I'll go back on the same website basketball reference because they have things really organized on there. Grand Hill, sixteen point seven points, six rebounds, uh, four assists, forty eight percent from the field 31 from three-point land i understand back in the day the threes weren't what it is now 76 percent or 77 percent from the free throw um a per of 19 you want to listen to chris weber what's chris weber doing you're about to say something crazy because i know chris weber had these crazy years when he was with the kings like I and the wizards these. yeah and the wizards 20.7 points, 9.8 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 40, 48% from the field. Of course, free, uh, free throw lower in the three-point lower. Had a PER of 21. Yeah, he should probably be in. The, look, do you, he's, not, he's not as popular. Like, that's a fact. Chris also, Weber, however popular Chris Weber is right now, it mostly is because he's a commentator. Also, Chris Webber, when he was in the league, was probably the third best power forward in the league. He was balling. For a stretch. Not the entire career. Before a stretch uh, yeah. was the third best behind. Before Derek only, became like the man, the man. He was third he was third only behind Tim Duncan and Garnett. That's it. Yeah. Malone was already near the end of his career. Um, and I'm talking about like the early 2000s, yeah, early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. Of course, Malone in the 90s still is better than than them. But Chris Webber also was a five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. He was on a five, on an All-NBA team five times. Rookie of the year. Also played. How many games did he play? Now he did have injuries, but his injuries were not debilitating like, like um, like Grand Hill, Hill or Tracy McGrady. Like he only had a couple. Like he had the uh, I think he had like one or two seasons in Washington where he kind of struggled. But then those last few years of Washington, he played. Also, um, Sacramento didn't really miss a lot of games at all. It wasn't until when he got traded to the um. To the 76ers where it was like okay like this is really the end of the career of his career also mitch richmond's in the hall of fame 
<laughs> Yo, people like to disrespect Mitch Richmond. Like he wasn't out here. He, he was, was ahead good. of his time. He was oh, yeah, he ahead was of his time. He was ahead of his time. Mitch Richmond playing right now would be like a very different story. I mean, Mitch Richmond right now is better than I mean, don't Mitch say, Richmond. Don't say anything ridiculous. I mean, he's better than Clay right now. Oh, look, see, I knew you were going to say him too. People did people are disrespecting Clay Thompson cuz he's a Clay normal Thompson's person. A- Clay Thompson's a better shooter. Yeah, he's a be- he's a better shooter than most of the people on his team. He's a better shooter, but overall game, Mitch Richmond was truth. Mitch Richmond was good. But yeah, so it's kind of crazy that he's not he's not uh, Chris Webber's not in the Hall of Fame, and this is the sixth year of eligibility. All right, you didn't want to put him first ballot. Like, okay, whatever. We're talking about year six. Look, when the NBA comes out with their 75, 75 greatest players, because they did 50, when they come out with 75, I mean... Uh, he can't be on it. Why not? I don't, dog, look, we got to make this list. We got to look. It's about 25. summer starts happening, and we can, uh, when there's no more sports on TV, we got we to gotta make that list. Yes. We're somebody, marketing hey, Somebody write this. Where's Chemo? Remember this. Tell us to make this list later. Look. You t- I don't even think there's been 25 players from like from the mid 90s that are better than that started in the 90s that are better than 25 players from the 90s to, now, to now that are better than Chris Webber. I don't think there is. I would need like I can we we'd, we'd have to look down the draft. I mean, definites is LeBron, Wade, Melo, Katie, Curry. Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis. DeMarcus Cousins. Put some respect on my name. Mm. Okay, you're wildin'. You're wildin'. You might be wildin'. Mm. DeMarcus Cousins not better than Chris Webber? That's a clown question, bro. Nah. I went into that. Stop recording. Turn this off. Turn this off. Nah. What? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't know, dog. Uh, hold on. There's some other people too. Mm, okay, of course, Dirk. Dirk, yeah. You would have to add. Uh, Giannis Duncan. is better than him. No. Okay. Not total Jeremy, career. Jeremy, Not total you career. are wild. Not total career. G- okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like Giannis is just getting to this point, and he's 23. Yeah, I understand. Like, but G- Chris Weber, Weber has never ever gotten to this point. But Weber has had know. consistency. I guess. Like Weber was really good for ten years. Yeah, but he was never this good ever in his life. He wasn't as Chris Weber wasn't as good as Giannis is in real life in video games. Perfect. <laughs> of course, we would have to add Dirk. Um, I forgot to add Dirk. He's not oh. as good as Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons just started. Jeremy, I don't know. Like if Ben Simmons continues this, then yes, obviously Ben Simmons right. is better than him. All right, we I, I I would need to look at a list, and of course the the, the we have to add like I said Tim Duncan and Garnett because they weren't on yeah. that that no, 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 so yeah ridiculous. But I mean twenty five. You're talking about twenty five new ones. We might, we might be get James Harden. Okay, <laughs> I mean Chris Paul, but we haven't got the fifteen yet. I don't even think we got the fifteen. And maybe he's so now we're know. gonna be stretching. I don't know like though. Lillard. <laughs> 
not an overall career yet. Dog, Lillard, Lillard has five straight years of taking the Portland Trailblazers to the playoffs. Like, that's the same thing that Chris Webber did with the Kings, except the Trailblazers are worse. I guess so, but 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 still. Oh, we, mean, we, we got to look at the tape. We look at the film. All of this that we're saying still is like... Like Chris Webber should be in the Hall of Fame right now, and I think no, it's a no, lot no. of Chris, look, absolutely Chris Webber should be in the Hall of Fame. And I think it's a lot of like personal vendettas and a lot of um, well, um, I mean, you you got caught up in the whole, you know. Oh, he's getting Pete Rose for sure, but yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Or Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds. Who you can pick whoever you want. You can pick your sports villain, I guess. Yeah. All right. Let, we spent a lot more time on this. Then I, I couldn't believe I, if you would have told me that when I woke up this morning, we would have talked about Chris Weber for 15 minutes. I wouldn't have <laughs> believed you, <laughs> but uh, we could quickly knock out to some of this stuff. Kevin Durant uh, got ejected the other night. Um, first game returning from injury. Bad boy KD back out here. Got he has uh, 14 technical fouls, two technical fouls away from a one game suspension. I would dream on too much. Um. Do you think this whole like bad boy demeanor of Durant is an act or is he really just turned into what he is now? A whining, complaining, you know, you, <laughs> All you know what? like that. He just likes he just gets technicals more like they don't call. If we're being honest, LeBron James should get more technicals called on him for he the should. Way he, he should. He should. KD just gets more technicals. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not LeBron James. He's not the face of the NBA. So, like, a referee can give him those technicals. And he and they do. It's funny because this might be the best team. The Warriors might be the best team to ever be hated by the referees. Oh, it's great. Like, I, like usually, it. I like it. Usually Normally the good best teams are teams loved. Yeah, the referees kind of could deal with with them, but the referees really can't stand them. Because Draymond is on that team. But, but it's not just him. I mean, I, Draymond is KD. Steph will throw a mouthpiece at you. It's it's they they get some technicals on that team. Yeah. I mean, even down even to some Livingston, of the bench players. Yeah. You know, Livingston and A West. West. <laughs> I mean, it's really Clay is the only one that you can kind of <laughs> Clay likes to read the paper, dog. He's not out here trying to fight or uh, get technicals or whatever. Because he only shoots jumpers. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, there's some reports of saying that um, teams will definitely shoot their shot with some trades soon as the offseason hits. Yeah. Every team in the NBA should call this first. Get familiar with the secretary, like whoever, whoever's picking up the phones at the Spurs, the Spurs organization, like they are going to have a lot, like very busy days coming up. Uh, Joel Embiid, broken face, pretty much out Sorry. for a little while. Um, do you think he'll be ready for the start of the playoffs? He, he won't be a hundred percent, but I think he'll be, you know, he'll be ready enough. Yeah, I think I think he'll be ready. I mean, at the end of the day, like he's sitting out, so he's not playing right away. And then when he comes back, they're just going to give him a mask. Of course, he has to get used to the mask. But I mean, we've seen a lot of guys who would play the next game with a mask. 
I think the simple fact that they're letting it heal is already a plus. And um and uh that is just gonna be uh, a good thing that he'll be able to let it heal a little bit, then put the mask on. I think he'll be fine once he returns. And I think just because the Sixers are playing so well, like they haven't lost. Have they lost since he's been out? Uh, I don't believe so. They're, I think it's 11-game winning streak, something like that. Yeah, of course, Um, he was there for most of it. But I don't think they've lost since he's been gone since last week. But um, I think the fact that they're playing so well without him is also like another reason that why are we rushing him? Yeah, we, just, we don't need him back right now. Don't need him back right now. Also, not just the face. I mean, it's late in the season. A lot of guys are beat up. Like, just save the miles on his feet. He already has foot problems. So just just hold them out until you really need to. And a lot of guys, these are NBA players. They get used to the mask. The masks are a lot better than what they were back in the day. These guys get used to it. So he should be fine. Um, John Wall returned to the lineup. Uh, had a very good game. The first game against the... Um, it was the Hornets, 15 points, 14 assists. They beat the Hornets the very next night. Wall did not play against the Bulls, and the Bulls smoked the Wizards. Got him out of the way. Lowry Marketing was not having it. So, um, I just want to reiterate to all you clowns that say that the Wizards were better without John Wall. We've seen we've seen the last two and a half weeks what has happened when they haven't had John Wall. They've had a difficult time winning games. Struggled. And I don't care that it was a back-to-back. The Chicago Bulls are a team that you beat on a back-to-back. I don't care. <laughs> Gotta beat those guys. Carl Anthony Towns had 57 points last week against the Hawks. The funny thing about the points or the 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 the, the 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 performance, I mean, um, the night before him and Ben Simmons were online playing. Uh, what's that game? It was a Fortnite? PUBG. What? Oh, PUBG. Like this? Oh, oh they're playing very, PUBG. Like, yeah, it's a little different. Oh, I thought it's it was like Fortnite. Fortnite, but a little different. I just assumed it was Fortnite. Might have um, been Fortnite, but I think it was PUBG. They were online playing. Of course, they're talking. Um, Simmons asked, you know, who do you play tomorrow? Carl Anthony Towns says, uh, we play the Hawks. So he's like, yeah, I'm about to get going because I need a rest. And um, Ben Simmons said, you ain't got to rest. Like, you can play longer. It's the Hawks. And then Carl Anthony drops 57 points on them. (laughs) New new career high. (laughs) And you saw yesterday they were playing again. And Ben Simmons asked him again who he was playing, and uh, and B wouldn't or uh, Towns would not answer. <laughs> man, oh man! All right, this MVP race is going to be very interesting. Um, it's coming down to the wire. Who do you think? Who do you think is the leading candidate for MVP? Uh, <laughs> James Harden. Still, I don't. I don't see how he cannot win it. Like he's literally done the. And I'm not gonna say he did the impossible because he had some help from injuries to the like Golden State Warriors, but he he is the reason his team is in first place. Like 
that's just it. And no, at the beginning of the season, everybody just knew the Warriors would be going into the final, into the playoffs as the number one seed, and they're not. And they're looking vulnerable, and the the Rockets look the opposite of vulnerable. Like they just look like they are ready to win a championship. I would have to agree with you also. Um, James Harden to me is the leading candidate for MVP. Um, and honestly, I think second is still Anthony Davis. Maybe. I think he's still second. And the reason why I say that and who I would say is third is LeBron James. And I know some people are going to say, hold on. LeBron James is very close to averaging a triple-double. He's balling. And a lot of people are going to say last year, you believe, because I did believe, Russell should have won MVP for averaging a triple-double. But it wasn't simply because of it was averaging a triple-double. I believe Westbrook should have won last year, which he did, because not only was he accomplishing a triple-double every night, pretty much, he had 42 triple-doubles most of the season um when he did have a triple double the win percentage for the oklahoma city thunder jumped all the way up to 85 percent when he did not have a triple double the win percentage dropped all the way down to 30 percent so that is the reason why i thought russell will russell westbrook should have won mvp which he did this season lebron james is very close to averaging a triple double it's I think is it mathematically possible for him to do it? I can't. For Russell? No, LeBron. for um LeBron this year. <clears throat> I think it I don't he would have to have some monster games, I think. I know for sure that it's still mathematically possible that Westbrook could. They said if yeah. he averages like 12 eleven rebounds. or twelve rebounds he the had rest 14 of the way. The other day, though. So yeah. the numbers come and down. He had a lot last a night. Bit. He had a lot last night. He had a triple double last night again. No, a double double. Only had I think four assists, but he had a, he had lot, a lot of rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. I think LeBron mathematically still could possibly do it. I think, but at the same time, that win percentage is not like it's skyrocketed with LeBron. Oh no, LeBron is taking some doubles. L's when he's hit the triple double mark. Like, yeah, they are still like very close in those games. So that is another reason why. And I think also, I mean, I mean, look, LeBron is the best player in the game. Most valuable player means best player that produces the best for that team. I think, of course, if there was a most outstanding player, yeah, it could go to LeBron James. I think it can, but because it's MVP, MVP is different. Most valuable player to that team. I think, and also Harden. What's the record with Harden, uh, Chris Paul, and Capella? Still only one loss, I think. Something ridiculous, like something unfairly good. So, but yeah. there is, is, like, if James Harden were to win it, I think it would be the third time an MVP has gotten, who somebody has won the award with playing, like, less than 80% of the games or something like that. So that would be kind of weird. He's played in less than 80% of the games this it's year? It's either 80 or like 90 or something. He might It might be less than 80 though. He has missed a few games. Like they I know he's missed games, but I didn't think it was that many. He's missed um, a few. So yeah, that, that's, why I, that's why I stand when it comes to the MVP race. Um, 
this week we do not have a not sports segment uh i just let's scrap this one let's just go right into our reddit topic of the week every week we go to reddit find an interesting discussion or article bring it to the show and we discuss it here starting with you matt what is your reddit topic of the week uh i got one for just how like absurdly dominant akeem olajuwon was um what year was this the 88 playoffs despite losing in four games or was it the first round in four games it used to be like best of five or whatever uh-huh. Elijah Wan averaged 37 and a half points 16.8 rebounds 2.8 blocks and 2.3 steals and had a 41-26 two game and this was in the which playoffs was this 88 against Dallas first round and they, this was in how many games this was this it went four games they won one game the game he won he had uh 41 and 26 and he shot wow. 15 of 27 and they lost to the Mavericks oh they definitely lost I guess back then the Mavericks had, oh uh, wait a minute okay hold on no 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 the game the game that they won he had 49 25 and two two assists two steals six blocks hmm Wow, um, they're balling. I guess those Mavericks teams must have had. Was that Aguirre on that team? I have no idea. And Boy, prior, what is the sample? Of Blackman. Oh uh, well, I think yeah, I think he was hurt. Well, you said this was eighty-eight. This was eighty-eight. He was hurt at the beginning of the season. You look up Dallas. Dallas Mavs. was a fifty-three win season uh, team that season. I guess. Wow. They probably have Rolando Blackman and and um, Aguirre, probably. Let me look up this roster real quick. Roster. Mark Aguirre, yes. Oh, wow, that's Steve Alford. Wow. He was a rookie. Yep, Rolando Blackman. Um, Derek Harper. Oh, he was pretty good in Dallas. Sam Perk. Oh. They had the squad, right? Sam Perkins, Detlef Shrimp. Ooh, yeah. Let me go through some of these. Uh, per- Derek Harper was averaging 17.7 assists. Rolando Blackman, 18.7 points. Mark, McGuire, Mark Aguirre, 25 points. He didn't grab a lot of rebounds. That's one thing. <laughs> oh, eight rebounds. My fault. That's decent. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm looking at the wrong. Mark Aguirre, five rebounds there. He ain't grab a lot of rebounds, but 25 points. Sam Perkins, 14 points. Roy Tarpley, who I do not know much about, 13 and a half points. That team was pretty good. Whole bunch of NBA players on that team. That team was pretty good. Um, like you said, 53 and 29. That was damn. That was a really good really good team no wonder they lost one no wonder Elijah lost but yeah Elijah when it comes to Elijah um better is he better than Shaq all time <clears throat> uh he's a better basketball player but a little bit less dominant if that makes sense no that that makes total sense um Hakeem Olajuwon might be the only 
center that Shaq himself. Oh, nah, he was he concede. was never trying to play against the Rockets. Yeah, and that Shaq himself would concede like, yeah, that dude might actually be better than me. Because he would get look. Whenever they played, Elijah Wan would give him the work. Just all of it. Well, when it comes to my topic of the week, comes from an interesting post uh, discussion board from uh, Rational Jackass. <laughs> Who in your mind is the greatest player to never quote win it all? So let's just start off with um, let's start off with with football NFL. Let's just no, no specific order because I'm not. I don't have time to put them in order. Uh, I'll start with one: uh, a player who did not win a Super Bowl. Uh, ter- I'm gonna, who are you about to say? I'm gonna say Dan Marino. Dan, oh, legendary! Should have got one probably. Who who who's one uh, for you? To yes. Donovan McNabb. Yes. Uh, who else did win one? Bruce Smith. Oh, true. True. And notice I didn't say Jim Kelly. I said Bruce Smith, the defensive end for that team. Um, uh, did Edron, Edron James got one, right? No. Dang. No. They, I think the Colts end up winning like the very next year after he left. I think he Richard had Peterson. Yeah. I think Edring James back to him. I think he has an honorary ring from the Colts. The Colts, I think, gave him a ring. Should have definitely given him a ring because of just his overall contribution to the team, which is actually very like respectful. Like that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, trying to think NFL still. Uh, Fran Tarkenton. All right, this that dude. Woo. He 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 has some. Great stats, and he was a great scrambler. Um, who else can we say? Chris Carter, Randy Moss. Like those are those are some 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 interesting ones that we can add. Who who else would you say, Matt, would be on your? Um, if there's anyone else in in the NFL, anyone else? Um, I'm trying to think. Did Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson definitely won one, right? Uh no. Oh, Junior Seau. Oh yeah. Dang. Gonzo. Gonzo, Gonzo, who? Oh, Gonzalez. Yeah, that that's probably the end of my list. I think. All right, let's go to the NBA real quick. Um, who would you say it is? Probably a lot. There's a lot because Michael Jordan was out here dominating, stopping people from winning championships. Carmelo. Yep. Uh, of course, stopping Reggie Miller. Patrick Ewing. Um, I'm going to go further back. Uh, Elgin Baylor. 
out of someone who who hasn't who hasn't won. Who who else can you think of, Matt? Um, Patrick Ewing. Uh, who else? Patrick Ewing didn't win one. Yo, Vance, right? Yeah. Zach Randolph. Allen Iverson. Iverson. Allen Houston. Okay, now you're really reaching. Dog, Allen Houston should look. Those Knicks teams, he was on the Knicks team with Patrick. They should have definitely got one. Yeah, but he wasn't a great. He Dog, was a complimentary Allen Houston had a player. crazy jumper. Yeah, but he's not. We talking about greats. You, you, you might be hating, Doug. Allen Houston, Nick legend, Doug. Uh, what about uh, Chris Webber? We just had a whole discussion about Chris true. Webber. Chris Webber probably should have got one. Uh, T Mac. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of people. You said Charles Barkley already, right? You know, we didn't say Charles. <laughs> he just say Charles. he's already. You already know that he didn't get one. <laughs> he should have been he got one. Of those. Yeah. Gary yeah. Payton. No, Gary Payne got one. Gary Payne got one. one. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I can't really think of anybody else. Any greats? Any other greats that did not get a ring? Yeah, when it comes to to basketball. Um. Oh, and I say great coaches. Uh, Lenny. Uh, was it Lenny Wilkins? Yeah, definitely did not get one. Uh, um, Adelman, Rick Adelman. Rick Adelman has one. Nah, doesn't he? Nah, I think. Oh, nah, never mind. That's Rick Carlisle. My bad. Yeah. Um. Um. What's his name? Mike Dunleavy. He don't need to have one dog. <laughs> I'm okay with Dunleavy. He's not a great dog. He's a normal coach. <laughs> You're funny, man. Me and Rick Adelman, man. He and Rick had some very good teams with, with Portland and the Kings. Doug Collins. Yeah, Doug Collins. That's someone who was always there, but just couldn't couldn't win. And I think a lot of times it's just like timing and just circumstances. It's not that they're bad. It's just you need every every team that has won a championship has had luck on their side at some point in the season. You have to have it. Like, like it's a necessary. There's no unlucky thing. teams that win championships. It's necessary, and it's just some people just don't get that break that they need. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I can't really think baseball because anytime I think about greats, I still like. I mean, they all tend to win, but uh, oh, Barry Bonds didn't win a World Series. Never. Nah. Dang, that sucks. He was real close. He had a game seven, but but never won. I guess we could say Clayton Kershaw because he keeps on choking it away. <laughs> oh, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Might need to come on the on the show one day. <laughs> guess we could say Clayton Kershaw. Um, someone brought up. I, I, I'll just go through some of what on this post. Uh, someone said Lionel Messi. That's unfortunate. Yeah, He's never won. Never won a World Cup. Ted Williams. How do we forget that one for baseball? Ted Williams. Of course, someone said Carl Malone. Uh, Dan Marino, of course, they said. Someone says Steve Nash. Yeah, I guess so. 
Uh, of course, they mentioned Charles Barkley. Someone Yo, said Amari e- Stoudemire and Dwight Howard. Uh, I guess so. No, Amar, don't don't do, don't do Amari. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, <laughs> I'm being disrespectful. Um, we meant we forgot to mention this for baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. True, true. Ernie Banks also for baseball. Uh, we forgot this. got one right. Yeah, A-Rod has one. We forgot this one. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson. Priest Holmes. Yeah, yeah, I guess oh, so. You're being re- Priest Holmes was had <laughs> all the running back <laughs> records for a little bit. Most <laughs> touchdowns in the season, all that. Uh, we mentioned uh, Dan Marino. Uh, we forgot this. Barry Sanders. Yo, uh, poor Barry, dog. Every good Lions player, Megatron. No, no, nothing. Yeah, Megatron. No playoff appearances. And um, for hockey, I can really only think of one, and that's Alexander Ovechkin. It's the only one I can really think of. Hey, they got it this year, though. You know what? I saw an article where they said this might actually be the year because no one is expecting them to actually. Everyone's expecting them to lose again. <laughs> yes. it, you know what's unfortunate? The the Capitals are the Raptors. Yeah. Get to the second round and just That's can't. It, That's it. We're done. And it's funny. The Nationals, are, I mean, the Capitals are the division leaders, and they're going to win the division. I think there's only like two more games of the season. No, I think they already wrapped it up. Oh, they wrapped it up. Okay, so, so. they're going to win the division and... Everyone's kind of like, yeah, they're like just like the Raptors. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, I don't think they're gonna win at all, and so they're on, they're on no one's radar to win it all. So uh, before we wrap up, any um any last people before we that we forgot that you want to add to? Uh, not yet. I'm still, you know, I'm a very big basketball fan, so I'm just kind of getting ready for the playoffs. And I'm excited about, oh, look, okay. I want, I don't know if anybody else is going to hear this from my fantasy basketball league, but like the utter dominance that happened this year, Jeremy, you'll hear it. And that's all I really, that's the, it's just ridiculous. Drafted Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they led me to victory. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about fantasy sports right now. <laughs> Next year. So, I've had some disappointing fantasy seasons. One of them in last place, and the other one just my playoff performance. I'm like, I can give you some pointers next year. Whatever. Willing to teach a class. (laughs) Willing to teach a class. Anyways, uh, before we wrap up, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who is listening um, to the podcast. Those who are supporting shout out to what we did we did shout outs earlier um what to watch this week man oh <clears throat> uh, i watched okay it's like two i got two things for you this week one of them is kind of old this show mind hunter it's pretty uh-huh. neat like if you haven't seen it you should check it out and also what was the other one? Oh, everything sucks it's pretty fun it's pretty funny and it's like a pretty looking tv show Oh, okay. All right. All right. Check them out. Um, I am watching a series on CNN. Yes, I'm an old man. Uh, 
called American Dynasties, and it's about the Kennedy family. Very good. Definitely catch it on on demand. I think they're four episodes in. I don't know how many total, but it's probably like five or six or probably six. Probably. I don't think they do odd number of shows. So it's probably six, maybe eight. But yeah, that's something I'm definitely watching right now. So that's something you can catch. It comes on Sundays at 9 p.m. I just catch it on on demand because I'm never watching that at 9 p.m. on Sunday. Hey, man, want to thank you, Matt, for everything that you do. Uh, next week, I guess we will finally be in the same room, correct? Or that is the goal. I think, I think we should. Yeah, that is, that <laughs> that is, is the game plan. That is the goal. <laughs> hey, man, I want to thank Matt. Thank you, Matt, for everything that you do. I want to thank all the listeners out there. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, um, the Sports Reality on Facebook, the Sports Reality, and on Twitter, Sports underscore Reality underscore. Um, Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just search the Sports Reality uh, Podcast. Subscribe and you'll be up to date on all our content. Until next time, everyone, Sports Reality. Peace.